All right, welcome back to the Empirical Preparedness Podcast. My name is Caleb Coleman. I'm your host. I've got an interesting topic today, something I'm excited to cover and discuss. Really, a long time in the making, probably about two months overdue, but that's okay. Uh, nonetheless, it's going to be some, uh, I think, good motivation and at least for me, interesting points that I've recognized since this marathon training. Before I get to that, I just want to say that I'm sponsored by LaCroix. No, I'm just kidding. I wish I was. (laughs) Um, I apologize. What I want to say is that If you enjoy this podcast, please go over and give it a rating on whatever listening platform that you're on. If you have the option, comment, give me some feedback. It will help me to grow the podcast, know what direction to go. If you've got questions, go ahead and, you know, leave a question. I'll get back to you. You can email me. You can go to the website and email me directly if you want to email me. Um, like just get in touch with me if you feel like this is beneficial or even if it's not, if you hate this and this, <laughs> if this sucks, then give it one star or tell me, Hey, you could do this better. I mean, ideally it'd be constructive, you know, Hey, I would like to see you do this better or here's how you can grow and improve. But if I'm, you know, putting in time and, I don't get any feedback from an audience, then I don't know where to go from here. And it's a little bit, it can be discouraging to continue if I don't know what direction to continue in. Hopefully that makes sense. Long-winded as always. I'm about to crack open. Got a LaCroix. Hey, LaCroix, listen. If you're listening, if there's any chance that somebody has any access to LaCroix, I'd be willing to talk. <laughs> I know I ain't got much of a following, so I don't know how I'm going to support them in any way. But I love LaCroix, and I share LaCroix with everybody that I'm with in person. And I try to promote LaCroix across the board. So, hey, if you want to work with me, LaCroix, I want to work with you. Mm. I don't know what it is. It's just delicious. Anyway... Let's get to the topic at hand. How running has changed my life and influenced others. Okay, so I started marathon training back in October of 2022. So it's been a little while at this point. And at first it was really, I just started running to, one, get back in shape. I I had neglected my health for so long. And that's a whole nother topic I might have to dive into at some point. So there is some kind of context to all of this. I haven't always been a runner and I've never really cared about cardio or fitness in that sense. I've, I've lifted weights and I've, you know, tried to do the bodybuilding thing and tried to get strong and do the powerlifting thing, but I've never ran miles alone just because, okay? 
So a few things that, that that has taught me just getting outside and covering some ground is it, it's instilled a discipline in me, a different kind of discipline than I'm used to, but this discipline of doing it even when it's really tough, getting out there in the cold weather, getting out there in the extreme heat, um, maybe when I'm a little bit in pain or I just don't want to do it, there's a discipline. No, I'm going to do it. Okay. It's not easy to run every single day or five days a week. It's not easy to do 25, 30 miles of running on top of life. Everybody's got things that that's going on in their life that, that draws them away from that physical activity, right? Whether that's some sort of stress, work, family, you know, you name it. There are distractions in our life that pull us away. Running has taught me how to be present in that moment, be patient in those moments of running, and kind of push some of those other worries aside. And maybe I'm getting ahead of myself here, but that translates so much to everyday life. I see people and I interact with people who seem to be so, uh, what's the word? Maybe discombobulated. Is that a good word? Um, they, they lack that ability to just be present. And if you don't know what that means, if you never experienced that, then maybe it's hard to wrap your mind around. But if you can, this is why running is so, is such a good example of this. We're talking no music, no outside influence. You, my, me, myself, and I running, whatever pace that is. There is no outside distraction. You cannot think about anything else because you're in that moment and that moment only. One step at a time. That is presence. Okay? So if we can translate that into our real world and say, look, I'm, I'm in college right now and I've got a paper to write and I am in that moment present with that document writing one letter at a time, one word at a time, one sentence at a time, keep my world small and everything else flows away, okay? And now by being present in that moment, I am able to deliver the best piece of writing that I've ever delivered or at least translate my thoughts in a way that makes sense because I'm not being influenced by the rest of the, the world. Now, if you're sitting there trying to write a paper with headphones in, those headphones, that music or, or that podcast you're listening to while you're writing, that, that affects your thought process, that affects what's coming out onto the, onto the document, the words that are, that are being portrayed, because now there's that collision, right? So I think that's the best way that I am able to describe that moment and that, that idea of being present, but it's so important. It's so important for like, for mitigating stress and having more moments of happiness, right? And not, listen, this world isn't about being happy all the time. Although a lot of people want to think that, 
you know, there's so much more. Um, but if we're able to be present in a moment, we're able to enjoy that moment without some of these other outside distractions, we tend to be more happy, right? You tend to be less stressed. You, you respond to situations differently. Okay. So presence. And and I think patience goes along with that. I really like both of those words. And I think both of those words are important. You know, there's certain things that we can get to later. Be present in the now. Be patient that this run might take two hours. It's a long run today. It's going to take two hours. That's okay. Be patient. Okay? And I think you'll find that what that really teaches you, and not just not teaches you, like it's, it's, it's so hard to explain. I wish I had better words for this, but it's almost like it instills this discipline in you that, it, it, at least for me, it seems like I'm, I'm growing through this process kind of subconsciously. Like running long distances multiple times a week translates to my thought process without even consciously translating it to my thought process. Okay. Um, so that's all, that's all I'm going to say about that for now. Uh, you know, maybe we'll circle back. Hopefully we circle back to that because I love the topic of patience and maybe I can do a whole podcast diving into what that means historically and how we can really like learn about patience. I think we we live in a society where everything is, is thrown at us so fast, right? You get so much information constantly. You can, you can sift through it and you can throw it away and nobody, not nobody, but you know, very few people even know what it means to be patient. Goals. I said the goal of the marathon in October. Um, when I was looking at, or when I first started running, I first started running in about August. And come October, I knew in my mind that I had to set a goal or I wouldn't continue to progress. And I needed to set that goal far enough ahead to where I have time to progress, but but where I'm kind of forced to, to strain myself for a period of time. I didn't want, well, initially I looked at a half marathon in November. Okay. So half marathon in November from October, I was like, okay, that's a good short term, like six week goal. Well, then I even ended up running a half marathon in training alone by myself. And I was like, that's not much of a goal to run a half marathon in four weeks if I've already done it. Okay. So then I started thinking about what else is out there. And I I went online and I found this Blue Ridge Marathon. 26 mile marathon with uh, 3,700 feet of elevation gain and the same for descent. That is a challenge. That is a goal, right? And so in my mind, I'm thinking, all right, first of all, I like the challenge. 
Okay. I like that. I probably can't or won't do this on my own time. The idea of running that long on my own with that kind of elevation is daunting. But I can train for it. I've got seven, eight months to do to, to, to train for it. And then when the time comes, I have the adrenaline and the excitement from the crowd. I'm doing this with other people. You know, there's now I'm able to accomplish that goal. Okay. So I set my goal, that Blue Ridge Marathon, and I went ahead and signed up for it. I knew within 24 hours of finding out about the marathon, I paid for it. Cost over $100. And I said, listen, if I'm going to do this, I have to commit. And I think that there, there's another issue that I see amongst society and the people I interact with is they have these ideas and they have these goals and they have these dreams and these aspirations, but they don't commit. And if you don't commit, then, then where are you going? You can't just think about it forever. If I said, you know, I want to do this marathon and then day after day goes by and I don't sign up and then month after month goes by and now it's January, February, March, the race is in two months and, oh, I'm not prepared. There's no way I can do it now because I'm not prepared for it, right? Commit. Commit to that goal and strive for it. So then this drive. Drive. Why do I have a drive? Well, I have a drive, you know, that that desire to do well, that desire to succeed. I have a drive in this specific situation of the marathon to do my very best on marathon day, but leading up to marathon day, okay? Over this course of six, seven months of training, the culmination, the marathon itself is just evidence of what I've done, okay? So I can't do nothing for six months and then expect to do well marathon day. That race is evidence of the work that I put in leading up to it. And that's why I'm driven. I'm driven now because I'm excited to see the end result. Right? I hope this makes sense. I'm getting fired up already because we're about to get to some good stuff. All right? Hang in there with me. I hope you're still listening. Okay? I got some stuff coming that really... really kind of fired up. You know, I had that spark down there. Listen, all right, let's get to it, okay? Drive. So, <clears throat> I had this little fire going, right? This is this was my goal, my desire. It was all about me. From October to December, okay? I don't know any other runners, right? Like I mean, I didn't think I did. Christmas happened and I went on to see kind of my extended family and friends in another state. And I mentioned this marathon. And a couple of my close family friends said, hey, I've been thinking about doing a half marathon. And I've been thinking about doing this half marathon on this flat course where I can run fast. But you know what? That marathon you're doing with the hills and the challenge that sounds pretty cool. Can we come join you? 
Four hours away, mind you. Four hours away. Can we come? Yes, let's do it. Join me on this journey, okay? So that's where it starts. Two other people, they want to join me on this marathon journey. Or they want to run a half. That's fine. I'm running the full marathon. They want to run the half marathon. Great. Awesome. That got me stoked, all right? This idea that now they want to push their themselves, they want to challenge themselves. It's more than me, okay? Now it gets even better because now these two ladies, I'm not going to say names just because I don't know. I don't know. This is public. But these two ladies then go out and start talking to some of their friends. I mean, we're all friends, but then they start talking. And now people want to join in for their own health reasons and they want to lose some weight. Okay. And now they want to challenge themselves. I've never, I've never run a mile before. Now we're going to get together and we're all going to drive and experience this, this marathon race day together all on our own levels, 10 K half marathon, full marathon. But at our level, we are going to challenge ourselves. Now my drive just got that fire. That fire that was, man, that thing just blew up. Get some gasoline on that fire, and I'm driven at this point, right? New Year's is rolling around. We're all excited. We got a group chat. More people join in. At this point, we got six people. Six people from that, that just kept getting influenced in a good way. Influenced by others to make themselves better in a physical manner in a manner they never thought possible in a manner, you know 2 months or 2 months prior they didn't think about running they didn't even think about getting on a treadmill or working out there wasn't even a contemplation in their mind to do that but now with that that brother and sisterly love and that that kind of that influence. Now we're all driven and we're all excited for this day where we can come together and say, hey, look, this is where I am. And this is where I've come from. This is the training that led me to this point to succeed in this moment. That, that is drive. That is why I have the drive that I have now is because I'm, I'm seeing these people. It's not about me. It's not about me. It may have started out about me. I'm watching others challenge themselves to a point of making themselves better, changing their thought processes, changing their diet, changing their fitness and their, their, the way that they, they move their bodies. Right? Losing weight, gaining muscle, cutting out sugar, you know, minimizing the junk that they intake into their bodies. And that's exciting for me. That is freaking cool, man. So I'm driven by watching these people. And it just makes me want to continue to, to, to do better. So then that rolls into the, the diet and the nutrition a little bit. So how has that changed in my life? Well, 
food has been a total war for me my entire life. Let me tell you, without getting too far into it, I've definitely had unhealthy habits with food, um, unhealthy fasting, unhealthy not eating. I've had times where I was single-digit body fat, not in a healthy way, where I was I would go days without eating, or I would eat, you know, very minimal calories, high high stimulants, very little calories, until I was just hardly any fat left on my body, and I didn't even know, I didn't even realize how much muscle I had lost. I didn't realize how thin I was. In my mind, I look in the mirror and I still saw the fat. I saw the one pound of fat, right? And if you can relate, then that's an unhealthy way to be. And so here's where it changed. My perception about food became fuel, right? It's not food for comfort. It's not food for, yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not comfort food to me anymore. Although it's, it can't, listen, don't get me wrong. There are times when I want that comfort, but my perception has altered. My perception has changed, I think for the better at currently, I don't want to speak too far ahead, but I know that in order to accomplish what I need to accomplish physically, I have to fuel my body. So what is going to do that? Well, for me, I broke it down. And at this point, I have established a system that works for me. Now that's going to change. And this is where my perception has changed too, is that now I understand that the, that my diet is affected by my training, my workload, all of that. If I'm traveling, 